Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. Support WrestleTalk! Donate on Patreon. Did the Shield reunion just save Raw? Forget about all the boring matches. Forget about all the recycled stuff that's been going on for months anyway, because the Shield's back, baby. I'm Ollie Davis. This is El Fagador Laurie Blake. Welcome to the Wrestle Ramble review edition of the post-SummerSlam episode, where, yeah, it ended with a really good main event mm. and a hell of a closing angle. Do you know what? Forget the previous two and two hours and 50 minutes or whatever it was. That final 10 minutes makes it all worthwhile as far as WWE are concerned, I think. But yeah, that actually was a heck of a finish. That main event actually was very good. I think it's indicative, though, of the what we were saying about SummerSlam is the same thing. WWE are booking themselves out of a corner of their own devising in the whole Roman thing. And it's now, let's just chuck everything possible into the mix to get this guy over finally. Next week, they're going to get The Rock out. The week after, he's going to have some puppies. Like, it'd be not in the Jerry, not in the Lawler way. The one way he's the big dog. Yeah, yeah, so they have some little dogs, get some sympathy. I just, yeah, this is just another bit of like, you know, open the show with him coming out. He gets a mixed reaction. Well, I would say... A bit more negative than mixed. It was mixed to begin with and then became more and more negative as time went on. Until he mentions someone he's going to have a match with later in the show. Mr. Bala, uh, a previous Universal Champion who never got his rematch and this is the time. Now he gets his rematch. And then later in the show, that's the main event. And everyone's pretty hot for it, to be mm. fair. Because it was a great match. It was a great they match, built yeah. it up big time as well. They did the full-on... Uh, ring intros of each person Reigns is there holding aloft his universal title Balor's obviously smiling at it and they yeah they had a cork in about 20-25 minute match mm. that the crowd were really into like they were so behind Balor yes uh, and like there were a few near falls and he went over really strong in it as well like yeah. he looked really good yeah and the, I mean like people were going crazy off of setup moves and near falls. Mm. And even I got into it after I thought, oh, we could win off this sling mm. blade. Uh, like, really genuinely win the Universal title. But this was all really setting up that Braun Strowman was going to come out eventually. There was a segment earlier in the show where Braun said, hey, good luck out there, buddy. But whether you win or whether you don't, I'm cashing in my briefcase because I didn't get to do it last night. Because that mean Brock guy threw it so far away from me and hit me I with could, a chair. I couldn't walk to it. It oh, was so far. Oh, he threw it really far away. I'm not the walker among men. I'm the monster <laughs> among men. Not the fetcher. So, yeah, you had that element of drama 
in the background of this match, mm. which only only heightened it all, I thought. And Braun's music hits, it distracts Roman, Balor's like, I'm in here, and he runs to presumably do a like this sort of front drop kick to set up the coup de gras, but Reigns speared him instead. Well no yeah, so no, he said could he'd gone for the coup de gras. Right. And then Reigns had rolled out of the way. Oh, okay. As he was climbing the turnbuckle, he took an extra little second to have a little look at Braun and what Braun was doing. And then I think that gave... Because originally when Braun came out, that gave Finn the opportunity to hit the drop kick, do the sling blade, etc., etc., yeah. set up to go up the turnbuckle. And then he took that just that moment too long, had to do the roll through. And then as he turned around, he eats a spear. And then Reigns gets the one, two, three. And then Braun comes into the ring. Well, yeah, like you said... Finn looks strong because it did protect him somewhat. It wasn't yeah. just Reigns having to be scared of Braun. Like, Finn had to have one eye on Strowman at the same yes, time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, really, really worked. Uh, Finn, I mean, where this goes next week, who knows? But the, This is going to be this again. Yeah. Exactly the same. <laughs> and Braun gets into the ring after the match. So I'm cashing in my briefcase. And they cash it in. But the bell doesn't ring, crucially. Reigns has a plan of his own. Because out come Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins in full S.H.I.E.L.D. cosplay. Regalia, yeah. With the S.H.I.E.L.D. music. Someone pointed out on Reddit, and I agree with this wholeheartedly, that they didn't, you know, Reigns still effectively has the S.H.I.E.L.D. entrance music. Mm -hmm. And apparently there's a few tonal differences in there. It's a bit slower. I I reckon that's just because everyone's become preconditioned to boo that music and Mm. hate it. so when the shield music hit, it just sounded like Roman Reigns was going to come out and save himself, <laughs> which I'm sure Vince McMahon would have been very happy with. But it wasn't. It was Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. If the music was different, you know, if you hadn't heard that music mm. since the Shield reunion last year, I think the pop would have been incredible. Well, it got a little bit of a pop because it had the little uh, police scanner yeah. thing at the front. Hotel. Yeah, exactly. So it, yeah, it it worked. I mean, people went nuts for it. But I, I was really into it. Yeah, I, li- I mean, I like the entire end of this show. I just, I'm not, I wasn't sure really what was going on with everyone because Braun had said previously, I don't want to cash in. I don't want to run in when someone's back is turned and cash in like everyone does with this contract. Mm. I, I do things face to face. However, in this, he comes out in the middle of the match to distract the mat, like, and sort of causes this disruption in the match. So unlike when he came out against Brock and Roman before the match had even begun, he comes out and then. That was kind of enough of a dis- distraction for Brock. Certainly to lose. affected it. Yeah. yeah, certainly affected things. But this, he came out in the middle of things and literally s- turned the tide on Roman, who was winning at that point. Then he gets in the ring. Finn's KO'd from the spear. Roman has, is celebrating his victory, and Braun just gives him a kick while he's down, and then cashes in. So, like he said, "Oh, I'm not." You know, I'm not one of those bad guys that comes in and cashes in behind your back. But I will kick you while you're down. I will give you a little punt. He literally did that thing that people used to describe a bad person. Yeah. He kicked him <laughs> when he was down. Yeah, exactly. Now, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that against this because in the Attitude Era... Everyone was kind of a tweener. The yeah, rock yeah. would, the, you know, Stone Cold would <laughs> stun a very nice people for no reason. And it was cool. And he was definitely over as a baby face. And that's across the board. Like Undertaker, baby yes, face, yeah. would just choke Sam a referee because he was pissed off. And I I like that. Maybe not to the Attitude Era extremes, but I definitely like characters showing a lot more attitude. Now, what I found interesting here is the shield 
fair a baby well were before a baby face unit but they were this was like old shield like debuting shield where they were all a a terrifying cohesive unit and they're they're heels effectively they're operating like heels Mm. and braun Strowman, like you said was also kind of morally complex in that he is also a bad guy and while i don't see this as a shield heel turn or a roman reigns heel turn i think maybe this is the only other thing that can save Roman's crowd reactions, and that is turn him into this kind of mob boss. He supplants Rollins as the architect or the leader of this faction, and you get him over that way. I I thought this was supremely cool. Um, Probably next week they'll, they'll all be out cutting comedy promos, but for right now I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was definitely like, it's the one thing you want to see from Roman really it's like you want to see him leading the shield mm-hmm. and you do want to see them maybe not being heels but having their own self interest at yes, the forefront yeah. of what they're doing and that it kind of has to be <coughs> in spite of whatever anyone else is doing and I think in this in this sense it was interesting to see them come out to protect the cash in as if it was like you know like it was like Strowman was going to cheat mm. to win. It was like, oh, this is cheap. Cheap of you to come out and do it after Roman's already had a match and not just invoke it some other day and have your contract and sign it in. Because actually, to be fair, if Roman's now just handing out universal contract, uh, universal title matches every week anyway, that contract is basically meaningless. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's um. only good. It's only good <laughs> for cashing in after he's already had a match because otherwise you could just go, oh, I can I have a match? And he'll go, yeah, probably. Yeah, sure. It's difficult, isn't it? Because they're the hounds of justice. You could argue that they're doing this to make it a fair fight. But the Money in the Bank briefcase is within the rules of the promotion. Yeah. So it is technically fair. Triple teaming the person trying to cash it in is not. Yeah, yeah. Then it's like (laughs) eye for an eye. Or have you gone too far the other way? I'm really interested uh, in where they're going to go. And it's interesting that Strowman was very much the baby face here. Mm. Like, the crowd was still really cheering Braun. Yeah. I think they probably because they wanted to see a title change. And there was a bit where Braun kicked Roman off. The crowd exploded when they were about to give oh, him the triple the, yeah, power the, bomb. The shield bomb. But yeah. then they did hit the, the triple power bomb. Is that what it's called? Well, Michael Cole calls it the shield bomb now, but. That's Back in the day, it was bomb. the triple triple power bomb. And it's definitely just a one power bomb. And when they it's one power bomb with two extra arms, <laughs> just holding. It's a triple man. It's, it's with a, a little bit of scaffolding. How would you do the triple power bomb? Just everyone on each other's it's the, shoulders. It's the Eiffel Tower bomb. That's yeah. what it is. And the crowd chanted "ball s word" at that finish. Mm. And you go off air with you know some some applause for Shield, but mostly boos because they they beat up Brawny. I lo- but I, I like the idea that going forward, this could just be a running thing that Braun never gets to cash in. Like he keeps going to, because it's the it's the one thing that's never really been done. That we've had we've had like Carmella teasing that she would cash in for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. We've had people coming out with a briefcase and leaving it, and you know that sort of thing. And people then surprise cash ins when it's not really been mentioned for a while. Yeah. It's more interesting now. This is like probably one of the only things that's not been done. Someone c- continually coming out. And literally handing over the briefcase and never actually mm, getting mm. to cash it in. Yeah, and d- not in a heel way as well. Yeah. Like, I think it's been done quite a lot as a yeah. heel, but this is a baby it's face. It's like an ultra baby face yeah. thing to be like, I'm literally I'm literally entitled to this title shot, and you're going to stop me every mm. single time. It's brilliant. So I guess where this is going to go, Helena Cell is the next pay-per-view. Yeah. Braun could say, well, 
I'm going to cash in my contract for that match, the main event of Hell in a Cell mm. or whatever, to keep the rest of the shield out. And I can get you by yourself. There's well, he- no way into that. When does anyone ever possibly break into a Hell in a Cell? No one ever interferes in those matches. It's impossible. It's impossible. <coughs> um, but he, he tweeted last night saying he'd beaten all of them separately. So he'd happily take them on together. Taking the revival B-team feud mentality. Yes. Yeah, let's, yeah uh, that, was a, that was a corker. But yes, I, uh, overall, very excited for this. I just like the idea that with the Shield back together, it opens up a lot of six-man tags, mm. which was what saved Raw in that 2011 to 2014 phase. Those were rough times as a Raw watcher. <laughs> uh, but it was the Shield coming out week after week, stealing the show. And now it's a freaking hour longer, uh, Raw. Yeah. Boy, it felt it this week. Uh, oh, one more thing with all this. It was a moment, wasn't it? That power bomb. Yeah. Michael Cole really wanted to tell everyone that was a moment. What a moment, what a moment, what a moment. Let's get on with the full review. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. So Raw actually kicked off with Roman Reigns coming out to that mixed reaction. Mm. I would argue more negative. It got it definitely got negative. There was mm. a lot of uh, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, there was you, a, a you, you still suck. suck you, there was a you suck chant and then a you still suck chant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a couple of minutes later. You, you still, still suck. suck. Uh, and that's where he makes a noble challenge against Finn Balor. Balor comes out smiling mm-hmm. and so no demon smiling Finn Balor. No demon. No, it was, it was good enough for Corbin, but not good enough for Reigns. No, no. There's no point wasting it. I mean, it's it's so many hours in makeup. Someone said that there's a 48 uh, hour recharging period that you have to uh, go that's through. It. He's got to suck up enough yeah, souls yeah, yeah. to summon it again. It's uh, so yeah, that's probably why. I just wish they would explain. It's like Dante's Devil Trigger. That's what right, it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Corbin comes out. <laughs> I played Devil May Cry. Yes! yes! Video game reference One point. One singular video game point to Ollie. Uh, and Baron Corbin comes out <laughs> and he's he's angry because Finn no-showed <laughs> that SummerSlam match. 
I thought this was great from Corbin. <laughs> yeah, I did like that. Uh, he was like, they, I wasn't, you know, the devil came, the demon came out instead. Uh, and all the smoke and the noise confused me. Mm. This was great stuff from Corbs. And Kurt Angle comes out, you suck, floppy wrists. He says, well, he had enough time fight. to do that for a while, didn't he? Mm. He always finds time, even in, he has to interrupt a very important conversation to say something very important. He's yeah. like, still got time for this for a bit. Massive brawl happening in yeah, the ring. Yeah. You, you suck, suck. <laughs> floppy wrists. And he says, well, you can face this guy. Out comes Bobby Lashley. Uh, and yeah, this was a... It was a boring match. Oh, it was dull, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, went yeah. on a long time as well. At yeah. least one commercial. You also break. really, really noticed the fact that <clears throat> it was Coachman this week and not Rene Young because mm. he was talking nonsense. Boy, was Coachman noticeable. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 not inconspicuous, is he? Yeah, because that was one of the good things about Rene. I did like she didn't have this stellar performance, but she didn't screw up either. No, so, and when you've got Coachman trying to make these. Sports comparisons that just don't mm. work. Yeah, he's a he is a metaphorical cul-de-sac. <laughs> yeah, he often drives conversations into this dead end. <laughs> yeah, to the point where Corey, a professional commentator, has to go. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that Again, is again. You're just talking in idioms. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just it was just a boring match. It was mostly rest holds. Uh, but Lashley won with a. It was kind of so it was like a power bomb up, and then he mm. flipped him off to the side and did a side slam thing, which looked impressive, uh, a bit contrived maybe. But then we got um, my notes are out of order. Then we go back Stephanie. stage. I know Corbin Kurt and Angle yeah, that was him and Paul Heyman. No Stephanie mm-hmm. yet. She will be all over the show. And Brock is, uh, sorry, Paul's trying to get the contractually obligated rematch. And Paul, uh, Kurt says no, pretty much. And he does a, a New Yorker impression. Forget about it. Which got a big pop for the international travelling crowd. Pop. Hot dog. Yeah. Uh, and then Baron comes in and he says, yeah, it, yes, I'm so. going to complain to Stephanie McMahon about you. And Kurt, Kurt really, like, as we watched, me and Luke rewatched SummerSlam 2000 recently. Mm. And you've got that whole Kurt Angle, Stephanie McMahon love triangle storyline with Triple H that makes up that fantastic main event. And good grief, this couldn't be further from that. Like, Kurt Angle has been so bad as a general manager since coming back. It's been well, a year been, and a he's half been now. Dreadful. Yeah. And just like they did with Mick Foley, who, in weirdly enough, in some <clears throat> like that 2000 era, was the commish. And mm. he was fantastic. But they booked him into oblivion. And it's this Stephanie McMahon. It's this presence over the general manager. You cannot have a baby-faced general manager on Raw at the moment. But it's the problem is also, I think, is the fact that Stephanie's never there. And like so that obviously that's why you bring in Corbin as the constable. But he's got no authority really. So he's just talking about this non-presence like well Stephanie said I can do this and it's like well she's not really ever here yeah doing anything like she because she's She's on the phone because because she's an absentee commissioner it's it's irrelevant and like Corbin has no power because he keeps losing matches so he I think what he needs is like a little team around him of Mm. like they need to be like his sheriffs or something you know or his debt he needs a sheriff's department chuck a Drew Gulak in there as a sheriff yeah absolutely though he needs a little thing to have <coughs> the other side of that coin and that control yeah. he had and then the... Kurt Angle needs to actually try to do 
some good stuff rather than just go oh okay Stephanie it's fine yeah and yeah. just go with whatever he's being told it's completely emasculated every mm. week and it just like it's such a confusing power by his structure. own wrists yeah uh, you got general manager you got constable then you've got the commissioner of Stephanie mm. and then you've got I guess Vince McMahon as well What's the Triple dic- H the, the doing dictator. in all this? Yeah. yeah, the tyrant. Whereas you look at the other Smack, uh, the other SmackDown shows, the other <laughs> WWE shows, they're all like really well done. General Manager wise, mm. Page, Drake Maverick, Regal, like those are solid authority figures, baby mm. faces who aren't undermined by any confusing structure elsewhere. Shane's just uh, Thanos away, thankfully, <laughs> after his 2017. Um, yeah, that, and they're all British, so maybe that's it. Mm, that's probably the key. We just need an English person in there. Uh, then we got under. Well, speaking of Triple H, they had a a video package mm-hmm. recapping Triple H and Undertaker's epic feud. Yes, there was a lot of push for the old Super Showdown here, wasn't there? So, 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 super Super Showdown. Sh- sh- DJ, DJ, DJ. Yeah. So that's uh, they, they're billing that's it how- as the last time ever. And that video package... WWE are very good at doing one time only. Yeah, kind of thing. So this is they'll never go back on that. Did this? I felt like the placing of this video package undermined the Triple H promo later, where mm. he said that wasn't going to happen, and then it was. We'll get on to that. Uh, then we had the Riot Squad taking on Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Ember Moon for a fresh new matchup. The Boss and Hug and Goddess connection. Mm. So this is this just has to war stop. Goddess. The Boss and Hug and War connection, I guess. Uh, I can't be bothered to think of a, a, a three-person team. Well, that's think. about as far as WWE got with thinking about yeah. it as well. I can't be bothered. Boston Hug connection? I don't know. Yeah, it's... Uh, the, why is this feud still going on? There's no genuine animosity there either. There's no, no blood feud element to it. There's no, like, all oh, we're jockeying for position in the women's... The women's division on Raw is woeful at yeah. the moment. We'll come on to it more in a later segment. Yeah. But this was a good match. I just, it, I've got no interest it was in fine. I just, It was anymore. fine. It just didn't do anything, did it? Mm. It just, it, it, it does nothing for anyone in it. Like the Riot Squad picking up a win doesn't gain them any momentum because they're not going anywhere. Sasha Banks and Bailey could probably do with some momentum because they've, the only ones who've had a storyline recently, uh, as the Riot Squad have kind of been hampered by the fact that Ruby Riot was out for so long. Mm. Ember Moon has momentum. She had a winning streak until. Sarah Logan of all people was the one who broke the first loss on Raw was to Sarah Logan. Did a lot, and, but, like, and, and then Ember Moon was like being set up as the ne- this next thing. It I felt don't like. know if she was. She hasn't had. A, how crazy is this? She hasn't had a storyline since she was called up. No, like that. She's had matches. She's occasionally been used as Ronda Rousey's stand-in best friend, mm. but really the, there's been nothing. So this. Uh, Great, like all all six of these, even Liv Morgan's starting to get good. But there's five very good women here, and they're just stuck in this purgatory of facing each other. Uh, I hope it stops soon. Then we got that Triple H promo. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah got some NXT chance. Uh... What? How did you think that line went down? We, you know, NXT was amazing on Saturday night, and SummerSlam was... took it up a level. SummerSlam was the thing. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's it. Through gritted teeth, he was like, and then SummerSlam <laughs> took it up a level. I feel like he he rushed that bit. Yeah, NXT was great. Hey, wasn't it smart crowd? Woo, Triple H, we love you, NXT, Daddy. NXT, NXT, NXT. And SummerSlam was good too. Okay, so back onto the yeah, Undertaker. Yeah. Well, he didn't even say SummerSlam was good. He said it took it up a 
did he say he took it up a level or that's, it was yeah, on, it was on so. a different level it was definitely mm. on a different level <laughs> uh that's what he should have said it was on a whole different level yeah it was a different thing a lower one that i didn't have final say over <laughs> let's just make that clear everyone uh, nxt yeah. is my thing nxt and then in in like super baby face mode he said hey i'm a fan just like you guys yeah, yeah. i I'm, thought he was gonna say i'm marking out yeah man. and he said i will work until the day i'm the day I die to make sure that this is here for everyone. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but... I think it's it's just... Triple H is really good at being subtle in a in a completely unsubtle way. Mm. Like, he's he's named all the NXT events TakeOver. He, he gave his father-in-law <laughs> a dinosaur skull as a present. Like, these are, these are not... Like you kind of look at it and go, oh yeah, that's just like that sounds like a Triple H thing to do. Mm. And then you think about it. No, this is actually quite an in-your-face aggressive way of saying this is my company soon. Die old man. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, and so he he goes on to talk about how he's not going to wrestle the Undertaker at Super Showdown because they had that WrestleMania 28 match. And then him and Undertaker and Shawn Michaels had their moment on the stage where they had their photograph and they all felt like it was the end of an era. That era then ended because Shawn Michaels went away. Undertaker put his hat and his gloves in the ring and went away. And then Triple H took his trunks off, put his suit on. He kept saying, I feel like I'm going to take my suit off throughout yeah, this whole sexy. thing. Yeah. So he said, I'm going to, he, he took his, he took his trunks off, took his gloves off, took his tape off, sorry, and then put his suit back on. And that was the end of the era. But now seeing all the matches over the weekend, he's getting that itch. He's going to take his suit off. Yeah. It's ooh, it's uncomfortable now. Yeah, I can hear Nelly playing I in the background. Get, <laughs> I want to get my pants back. I just want to run around oiled <laughs> up in my pants again. It was, I thought this was a weird... Like it's, It was a very well-delivered promo. Triple H is an excellent promo, I mm. think. But it was just that he, he goes, yeah, that was the end of an era. Like reminding us all the reasons why it shouldn't happen. Yeah. And then saying, but it is. And I guess that's a good, good way to work the crowd, bring them down and bring them back up mm. again. But like logic wise, what what how do you expect me to believe you went on this journey of doubt? Yeah. But also it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel exciting to say contractually, we've had these discussions backstage about at this show in Australia that's really big, with the guy from Australia who is setting up the entire thing, we've had this really long and interesting discussion about you, Triple H the game, putting your trunks back on and having a match against Undertaker the Phenom. How do you feel about that? Well, I'm quite conflicted because we had quite a good match in a while ago. But actually, do you know what? I will do it. It's like, where is the storyline? Where is the angle to this thing? Like, just saying, yeah, we've been booked to have a match. And I was like, oh, and now I'm like, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's so rubbish. <laughs> it's like, like, considering like they managed to make the John Cena thing work yeah, to really some well, degree. Yeah. Like, going like, I'm going to keep calling you out. I'm going to keep cutting really good promos on you. And then when you do show up, it is like this mysterious mm. playing into the Undertaker character, this mysterious force you've decided to finally come out and do something. And then it, the, the fact that it was a squash match was even kind of better in that sense. Do a feud. Like, yeah, yeah. Totally. Make it, just make it a thing. Like, make it, why is he not coming out and just going, I'm the best. I'm the best there ever was and the best there ever will be. And I'm going to prove it by beating the Undertaker. Mm. One well, fight, like, for one for one final time. Or, or he, he he turns it into a bit of a blood feud, similar yeah. to how Cena did. Because all the all the materials there, he said, look, you know, we had this, you retired. Sean, my best friend, has stuck to his retirement. 
yeah. and you came back yes, exactly, just because yeah. Cena started calling yeah. you out. Well, now I want to put an end to you. Yeah. I want to really like retire the dead. We man. had our end of the era match, <coughs> and you won. Yeah. I'm going to end your era this time. Yeah, this is exactly, it. The, the yeah. end of the era. Like, he should be coming out and saying that felt like the end of an era. But actually, I thought about it, and I don't want it to be because mm. you were the victor. I want to be the victor. I want to be the one remembered as the one who got the final one, two, three. Yeah, this is much better. Uh, but they just they, they seem to be going the baby face, baby face route, which yeah. is fine for a big super attraction show. I guess it's going to be on a Saturday night. It's just it's all just, this it's is a talking poster. It's, it's boring. A hell, yeah, it's, it's a just, house show. Yeah, it's a house show. Um, after this, we got Dean Ambrose making his in-ring return. Uh, I like this. Ziggler. I like this. I thought this was the the best thing on Raw apart from the main event. Yeah, definitely. It was. I I like. And I obviously pointed it out a lot on commentary, but I like the fact that he's rejigged his moves. Mm. He's doing more powerful uh, actual wrestling moves rather than yeah. like I used to hate the fall back into the ropes clothesline thing, just because it's so the con- momentum. Sorry. Yeah, but he never got faster. <laughs> it, no, was so, it was so. It was. It was so contrived. No, it's the talk. Yeah, okay, the but then. Yeah, but then. Okay, so then you look at Tyler Bates' version of that. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, that's that's what Ambrose should have been doing. But it was very love, cartoony, yeah. and I just feel like you know, there's there's a few of the old Ambrose moves. I'd love to see him still bust out. I love the. I don't give a. I don't give a crap. Uh, suplex of just mm-hmm. picking him up and just going. Yeah, the, expo- the Xplex. Uh, but um, yeah, I thought this was. It's more interesting seeing him starting to do. I'm much bigger now, mm. and I'm much more of a threat in the ring kind of moves, yeah. rather just being the brawler character that he was before. And it's I, before he was a goofy lunatic the, yeah. ma- the vast majority of the time. But here, I feel like he's the serious, unhinged psychopath guy, yeah. which is a really nice switch on that character. I read on the Cage Side Seats review. And it pointed something out that I kind of missed. So much about Ambrose's old character was talking. Mm. It was a great promo. He'll make these goofy little quips here and there. But I don't think he's spoken a word since he's been back. We've not heard him. Not on mic or not off mic either. Like, even when he was with Seth, he wasn't, like, he wasn't screaming stuff, I'm back. Uh, Yes. He seems like he's muttered things, but he's not, like, yeah, he's, he's not blabbing the whole time mm, mm. and in, in, in this match there was, a, there was a great call into that sort of like he's really unhinged now like because he gets out of the ring to confront McIntyre and Seth has to run around and get in the way yeah, yeah. and stop and stop that happening like it's yeah. really really it's smart stuff they're doing with him and in the same in the uh, as we see later in the main event he goes he's the one that chases Braun out of the ring and starts mm. wailing on him and starts clearing off the desk um, yeah, he goes for it. He's, he's the, the one that's he's like the wild. Card. Yeah, he's the one that's going like we're doing this mm. through here, like because they were kind of like done with it, and then he was like, no, <laughs> gets right. out, takes all the monitors off sensibly, very sensibly, takes all the monitors off. You don't want to really hurt. <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, right? no, you want, but it looks crazy. Uh, but there was a, a good finish to this as well. Like it was, a, it was just really interesting seeing Ambrose wrestling that way against Dolph, and then it kind of broke down outside between Seth and Drew. Mm. Seth runs through the ring to hit a dive on Drew to take him out. And Ambrose is holding Dolph's leg at the time, isn't he? And he yeah. just flings it out of the way, so Seth sort of goes through. It's like opening the turnstile <laughs> for him. Like, there you are. <laughs> I, I, I loved this. I thought it was really good. And mm. then Dean hits the... Like, a weird 
dirty deeds where he almost like starts to do a suplex then drops him down and well no he was countering something wasn't oh, he was so he? he was ca- he countered uh it was a, it was Dolph's um swinging DDT, big, big DDT so he right. leaps up for the big DDT and then uh Dean grabs him by the pelvis yeah. and pushes him off and he lands on his feet and catches him in the dirty deeds and then nails it, it just which is really, really cool it's yeah. a really cool mm. like finish and again continues to sell the slightly different character for Dean which is all I which I, I really like, like I, I wasn't a big fan of old Ambrose but no. when he came back I was like oh yeah I'm into like this this version of Dean Ambrose looks really cool and seems like a very legitimate lunatic yeah yeah uh, yeah, one you can actually get behind. Because I, I liked Ambrose back in the day when he would go serious, because he's a great promo. But mm. for them, yeah, the dressing up as a security guard, all the Ellsworth stuff, as fun as it was, you know, it, it wasn't. We just didn't, wasn't. He, yeah, because his, his lunatic was also just like he's unhinged at that point, but it was he never did anything risky enough to really mm. feel like it. Like, you know, like a few elbow drops here and there, but that was, he didn't feel completely deranged. And I feel like this feels like actually he's going to go to some extreme level maybe just by hurting people not doing like crazy spots it doesn't have to be jeff hardy to be nuts mm. but yeah i just i like the idea that he's doesn't really have any interest in winning matches particularly he just wants to hurt people yeah, yeah which yeah. is great uh then braun Strowman tells finn Balor <clears throat> backstage good luck tonight by the way i'm gonna beat you if you win you're small and Elias, after this, uh, he does his usual Elias shtick, has kind of dropped the fact that his guitar broke. He mentioned it a little bit, but he's not mm. like, I'm going to find. So that's our, that's our duty now. That's yeah, the new that's WWE the, quest. The, the next mystery. And then, in an inspired interruption, Kurt Hawkins comes out and says he wants to end his 218-match losing streak. The crowd were really into this. I personally think this is a fantastic story that should be featured on Raw every week as your comedy break. Mm. And it's like, weirdly, they only bring him up every like four months on TV. No, it's stupid. And Hawkins fires up and he was never going to beat him. Elias beat him very quickly after a brutal high knee right out the gate. Uh, but the, yeah, the crowd are really into it. It's such an easy story to get invested in. Mm. And when Hawkins eventually does get that win, if you build it up enough on TV, it's going to be huge. It's the reverse Undertaker. Yeah. It's the reverse Undertaker. And I, I do, yeah, I really, I really like Kurt Hawkins. Mm. I think he's, I think he's a good promo. Like, yeah, the the I love, I love the um when he used to do the Star Factory stuff, and he was, yeah. and he would come out like on main event, um, because I saw it. At, uh, taping of Raw they filmed the main event stuff beforehand and I saw the one where Alistair Black comes out and obviously it's amazing it's Alistair Black mm. coming out anyway and it was that was just after he debuted at NXT anyway but the whole setup it only works because he's so good at setting up the idea that he's going to make a star of someone by letting them be him. yeah <laughs> it's it's brilliant it's, it's really, an ingenious really take yeah. on the jobber enhancement talent yeah. position uh, unfortunately after that so hopefully Hawkins is will get yeah. Featured all the time, and then a WrestleMania win in the in the Battle oh, Royal. He main events WrestleMania, and he yeah. beats Roman Reigns. That's what I want for Here the it, Universal Title. It begins now. The yeah. Hawkins push of 2019. Uh, unfortunately, we got Authors of Pain versus Titus Worldwide. Still, weirdly, they were hinting at Apollo Cruz and Dana Brooke having some sort of. Uh, 
work-based relationship or something Did, so going not, on. So not like, a romantic Well, they were having some sort... They were having secret chats mm. when uh, Titus was looking for them backstage. And, like, it was slightly flirtatious, I thought. Yeah, they're but, similar heights. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, that's all. Sorry, that's all it's based on, is it? Yeah, people used yeah. to. People tell Tinder, me Tinder. Tinder romances now are not done by distance; they're just done by heights. Well, as as far as I know about uh, my short-lived tenure in the online dating world, like five, six years ago, I liked it before it was cool. I put down my. You shoot, were forced to do it before it was cool. My shoot height weight. My shoot height. I mean, yeah, which was just a smidgen under six foot, and of course didn't get many offers because I imagine there are parameters, search parameters set by ladies looking for a six footer. So I changed the six foot and I got at least two more, at least two, two more inquiries. Yeah. More inquiries. Yeah. Dear sir. Are you really six foot? Dear sir, I am writing to you with regards to your dating profile that says you are of a height of six mm. foot. Please respond uh, with a measurement. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a picture I'd, and measurement, prove, thus proving you are, and then maybe we could set up a picture of you out some kind of roller coaster height entry re- requirements mm. picture. Yeah. Uh, so authors you must of be pain, this tall to ride. Uh, <laughs> authors of pain, uh, one here, and I thought they looked pretty good. I thought Apollo Crews looked pretty good as well here. Mm. Uh, but there was a really nice spot where he had pinned one of the authors. And they kicked out by pushing him all the way up to his feet. And he immediately hit a stand-in shooting star press. Very impressive. Yeah, that was cool. But overall, it was the a bit where they, crowd went into They swatted it. his uh, Inzaguri away as well. That was quite mm-hmm. fun. There was a lot. There was a, yeah, it was, a, it was a nice mixed match. But uh, how many times have we seen this before? Yeah, and there's no story. It's just WWE think the story is, oh, but this is this classic feud. It's gone on for months. And it has, but yeah. in a very bad way. Well, this feud only came about, surely, because uh, the authors of Pain were just beat them one week, right? Yeah. And then the Hogan thing happened, and Titus had done his yeah. uh, lengthy post. So they had to have, on the next Raw, they obviously felt like from backstage they had to give Titus a win here. And then accidentally cause this to happen down the line. Yeah. I feel that's it's, totally what happens. Yeah, it's, it's just a... It doesn't have a story because there was never meant to be a thing. And it's a shame. Well, at least Authors of Pain won here. Uh, I don't, after the big five or big four pay-per-views, it, it usually feels like you can just reset a character. Like you could just go, Authors of Pain are a big deal now. And they run in and mm. destroy the B-team and the revival later on. But they didn't With do the that. the last chapter, the world's worst move. Yeah. But they didn't do that here. So I feel like the Authors of Pain are going to be in this this spot I don't know it, they're, in, they're in holding aren't they at the yeah. moment they're just... but the more you're in holding the more likely you're going to be there forever in mm. the undercard Just get, I think just don't have them on telly for a while Like the problem, I think the problem with Raw is that they have to fill three hours so they, have to have, they have to keep trotting people out mm. when there's nothing for them to do and it, it's worse than them not appearing yeah yeah, yeah. It it is it, it is them. much worse for the authors of pain to appear and have a pointless feud with Titus Worldwide than it is to just not have them and then have them turn up just after the point that say the revival finally ascend to become the tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get their big moment and it is ruined by the authors of pain. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Those t- and all the classic NXT matches exactly. they had too. What uh, what was also not great 
off the back of that Authors of Pain Titus Worldwide match, I thought personally, was this Ronda Rousey women's title celebration thing, which I I hated. Nonsense. I hated. I thought it was weird. I thought it mm. it didn't really make sense. I thought it was patronising to both us as viewers and the concept of women. Yeah. Uh, it was Stephanie McMahon in the ring. She's going to present the women's title to Ronda Rousey. You had the entire women's division around the ring, not on the apron, but outside. And you had the heels like the Riot Squad and Alexa Bliss and Alicia Fox clapping stuff Stephanie McMahon said. On the other side, you had the baby faces looking grumpy like Sasha Banks and Bailey. And then you had the Bella Twins because... Somewhere in the middle, yeah. Yeah, because they haven't gone home yet. <laughs> I, I don't know yeah. why they were still there. No, but th- I feel like you should have committed in this... Reg- like, if this is what we're doing, they should have just committed and sort of made it like... Just get all the other women. Just get everyone and make it some sort of evolution tie-in thing. Like, because it just it looked so sparse yeah. as well. Like it was like it, you really see how lacking the roster is on Raw because it was like eight people and the Bellas, yeah, who <laughs> who've been flown in especially to be extras now. Need some hot bodies, yeah. Uh, and it, it's it's more depressing to just see them as. By the way, hot bodies is a term to just. Of filling space in a room, I don't want to not be your opinion of objective, of, of not, your, not your opinion on the Bellas. It was to, to see all those people there, even Bliss. Now I would say mm. they are so the way they've been booked. They are so far down the pecking order compared to Ronda Rousey that you're like, oh no, wait, you haven't booked a strong women's division or a strong mm. women's evolution. You've booked one person, yeah. and the the flip side of that is that. Now there's no interesting matches to have. No. And you've you've kind of dismantled this women's division while trying to make a women's division. And it's actually, it's, it's really, I, I hated everything about this. I hated the execution. I hated the fact that Stephanie McMahon was healing it up just a few weeks after mm. doing the evolution, I'm a baby face now stuff. Yeah. It was really inconsistent. It, it tells me as a viewer, don't care about anything we do because there's no consistency here. I thought Ronda Rousey's promo was rubbish. I hate the naff. fact that they always have to say, ah, Natalia, you are a cornerstone of the women's division. Bailey and Sasha Banks, you did all this good stuff. It's like, it's so patronising. When yeah. you've got like the cool stuff with all the dramatic tension of Strowman and the Shield, who is a heel? Who's a babyface here? It, you've got all that. And then here in the women's division, it's like... Just so simplistic, eighties. We're good guys. We all like each other. We're bad guys. We're well, the problem, I, I just think the, the biggest the biggest problem with the women's division is that every single it doesn't matter if the title is involved or not, but all the feuds are just about who is mates with who. Yes, it is. It does like Charlotte and Becky, like little teacup thing. We're mates, but oh, we have to have a match. Oh mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. Sasha and Bailey for weeks and weeks and weeks. We weren't mates, but we were mates, but we are mates, and now we've got matching jackets, blah, blah, blah. We're all friends with Ember Moon. Ember Moon just can drop in and be anyone's mate whenever she wants to be. She's really got popular. nothing else to do, except the fact that she's really good. Nothing else to do except be people's mates. Ronda Rousey is mates with everyone, including the Bella Twins, who've never been on telly with her previously, I don't think, apart from SummerSlam. It just feels so pithy and stupid. It's It's just like... Everyone else is, every other person on the roster is having feuds for reasons. 
Mo- like, yeah, yeah, mostly, like, mostly. You know, like it, when when the men's division does stuff, which is obviously the men's division is most of it. It feels like at least it's for bragging rights or this or that or the other, and then everyone else is doing it because you said something that I don't like, and mm. it's you know it's just like you would stop being my friend anymore. It just makes it feel childish and like it's not as serious as the rest of it, and we and then you should, as an audience, not take it as seriously, and then to have Ronda Rousey come out having been booked incredibly strongly, like prove like booked as a woman who can hang in a man's world as well is that is i think also kind of the sort of subtext of her entire push is that you know alexa bliss gets these big strong burly security guards and ronda rousey throws them like they're nothing Mm. she beats up triple h in a match who triple h pushes the referee aside it's like this stupid woman i'll beat her down and then she kicks his ass here then to have her come out and stand in front of all of these women who've worked really hard to put this division over and she's just come in obviously done a lot for ufc and mma women in mma but not really done a lot for women in wrestling to come out here and then when she's getting given the title because she's obviously the blessed one and had yeah. the easiest run to the title of all time to then her hold that up and go this is for all of the women it feels incredibly patronizing because for the rest of them their entire existence is just going you're not my friend anymore and that makes mm. me sad yeah. And then she goes, "Well, I get to, uh, while well, I get to be a serious competitor and the baddest woman on the planet, and everyone else is like, we're the boss and hug connection. We like hugs. And uh, I mean, it's such a juxtaposition, and it feels, it's, I just think it's horrible. Yeah, Ronda's not exempt from it. Her feud with Nia Jax for a couple of weeks was based on, no, I'm Natalia's better friend. So the, the, the it's just I think there's an underlying. Well, I feel like there's some dude writers there in a exactly. room. Exactly, <laughs> there's an like. underlying misogyny here, and it's not like misogyny doesn't have to be like an active thing. It's just when a bunch of guys are writing women's storylines, mm. it's got like you, you can expect some 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 of that subtext to, to seep through. It's it really mm. I think they could really do with some female writers. To write, not I'm not saying like just get the female writers to write the female division. They just need some female writers in general, and I think that would reflect in a better booked women's division. Yeah, so I I hated I hated all of this. I thought it was hokey. It was I horrible. thought it was poorly executed, and overall, it showed you how crap the Raw Women's Division is. But not as crap as the tag division, because <laughs> at least they've got Ronda. Uh, that yeah. Next up, sure. we had the revival. Versus B team in singles competition. So Scott Dawson beat Bo Dallas first. The B team are full on faces. They said the B stands for Brooklyn. We like your hometown. Hometown pop. And then. That's the uh, place I live. I yeah. like that. Woo! And then Axel. Do that was in London with me and see how I feel. <laughs> Boo, London. Boo. Hey, you guys love the royal family, right? No. No. Uh, then Dash Wilder beat Axel. So the idea is the Revival can beat the B team in separate singles competition, but they can't beat them together. The B team keep fluking victories. Well, they got on the together. mic and they said that at the end, didn't they? They said you might have beat us now, but you've, we're still the tag champs. And yeah, you know, oh, just just dreadful. The Revival are great. The Revival, I, I really like both their finishers actually mm. uh, in in singles competition. But I actually yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed the matches in the fact that it was it was so consummately just those the revival showing off yeah yeah and it was so easy there was a good um 
like dash catching the the Lufez press from uh, Axel and turning mm-hmm. it into a power slam. There was there was good little moments in here, but it's just I'm bored of watching a really good tag team continually come up against the flukiest two guys and it just being like what what other contrived way can we have them win? It's it's literally a joke. Yeah. It's like that's the point of the B team being champions. They keep winning by fluky means. That is literally a joke. Ergo, the tag team division is a joke. joke. Yeah, uh, it's a great was... joke that plays out one time. Yeah, for a moment, like it plays out for that. It should have played out to the point where they won the titles, and then at that they won the titles at the pay per view. Fine. Next next night they lose them. Yeah, next night you repackage Authors of Pain. They come in as badasses, squash the B team in seconds, and then a new tag. Champs. And then you've got a legitimate tag division again. But at the, until <coughs> until the B team stop being the tag team champions, that division is nothing. Yeah, I really thought tonight was the night they were going to freshen it up. I thought I was so hopeful they were they were going to like reboot Authors of Pain, or they were going to call up another tag team, or they were going to have the revival at least just pick up the belts. Yeah, like. And it was like, and it was so close. There was a match. There was all of them had a match, mm-hmm. just not in the correct combination and not for the titles. And the right people won the matches. <laughs> yeah, it's just. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, what? I can't even. So, so there's a there's a promising thing about the Shield reunion, and that's Gallows and Anderson haven't been doing anything on on SmackDown. Sometimes they do a trade around SummerSlam time. Maybe Balor calls back his oh, club buddies. I would love that. I know, but we, you know, we've been we've been saying we've this been for burnt literal before. we've years. been burnt before. Uh, although the they problem, did get back together in yeah. January. Or, but yeah, that but was the problem, just for Raw yeah, but the problem is they were never that much of a thing in the sense that, like, not in WWE. In no. WWE, they weren't that much of a thing. So two Vince and and the the top level of Raw bookers yeah. and writers, it's not the same as bringing the Shield back. It doesn't like, you know, while it will get a pop with a certain sector fans, to them it's like, but it didn't happen here, so no one's going to know. And, th- and they're right. And they're, yes, they're, right they're to right a degree. To but... An extent. but, you know, that's build them up on this show, then. They're a great act. Mm. And, yeah. You've already you've got the baseline of building them into something because some people, enough people in the crowds, generally mm. speaking, know who they are and know that they are a team and know where they come from. And then you've got, that's what commentators are for, aren't they? To go like, <laughs> yeah. these guys were a really good team in Japan and they won everything and they were great. Yeah. Uh, then we got a Roman Reigns promo uh, backstage, just an interview to Rene Young about, you know, Brock's nasty, isn't he? But Finn, he deserves that opportunity. And then we got Stephanie backstage recovering from her, so Ronda put her in the armbar at the end of that segment. Because she doesn't do it to, she doesn't want to put everyone in an armbar. Just some. What was it? It wasn't even grammatically correct what she yeah. said. It was like just bad peep, just bad women. I can't even remember what woman. it was, but it was it was it was it was terrible. Just bad woman. Just bad woman. Uh, I like the fact that Bliss was in a sling. That was that the the sense. best bit. Was the best bit was her in the in the pink, the bright pink sling, mm. and when she said, "Look at poor Alexa Bliss," and Alexa Bliss just was pouting her little heart out. She, she's really good. The problem with Bliss is that she's she's quite adorable. So when she does pout, I'm not like. Oh, you heal, you dastardly heal. I'm like, oh God, are you okay? <laughs> are you all right? You're right, you want a cup of tea? Uh, so Stephanie's in the trainer's room, and of course the heels are there, Baron Corbin and Alexa Bliss helping her out. And Kurt comes in, I don't know why, and Stephanie says, you're going on vacation, I think you need a vacation. He was looking for phone Kurt. signal, wasn't he? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and, and Baron Corbin is going to be your replacement as the general manager. 
Baron's there looking all smug. I thought this was going to signal the cancellation of the match. Oh, for the yeah. The so I, re- I really when I watched that, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I thought he was going to come out and go, well, I'm the GM. Point, I'm actually. the GM now, so I don't want this match to happen. You're having a match against me. Or I'm. You can't. Why have- didn't he do that? That totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah, because Kurt Angle wasn't gone yet. He hadn't done his handover. Yeah. <laughs> he hadn't written his document. Holiday starts tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He hasn't put his out of office on yet. It's great when you have to fill the logic holes, isn't it? Uh, so, I, I mean, I heard this as a babyface announcement. I, I've hated Kurt as... I'm, he is mm. my favourite wrestler of all time. And you have made me hate him, uh, yeah, WWE, he's... because he's been so poorly presented as a general manager. He forgets his lines. He mumbles lines. He's just as character-wise, he's got no authorities. Undermined mm. persistently. I love the idea of and Corbin's Corbin. been pretty good. Yeah, Corbin as a general manager will be fun, and I think you know, like like I said earlier, give him some sheriffs now, mm. and it yeah. could be really, really fun. Little little team of sheriffs. Yeah, yeah, and maybe that's what happens with Kevin Owens when he comes back. And then you had Reigns beating Balor in the main event. We've already talked about that. It was very, very good. So overall, I gave it a two out of five, actually. And that two out of five was only because of the Shield. Yeah, do you know what? I think that's. I think that's more than fair to yeah. be honest like, I think there were there were good there were some glimmers of hope here Ambrose's match was pretty good Shield reunion was good the the, the main event itself was actually really good and well booked um, and there were glimmers of hope for the future like moving Corbin into the GM role um, the fact that the Revival actually got the victory here so maybe there'll be a match and they'll win it hopefully but obviously we had to watch two squashes essentially there just to see that and then everything else was just nothingy and yeah and actually quite depressing yeah in, in terms of the women's section so yeah that's all we've got time for today please click the videos that have just appeared on our laps to catch up with the latest wrestle talk videos and this button right here will make you a pledge hammer on patreon which will help us do weekly nxt reviews i've been ollie davis this has been el fagador and that was rambling Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.